0: day 245 welcome back to the windows and mirrors podcast i'm keith i'm john and this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the bible is more like a window than it is a mirror we come to it to see through it and to see god not to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves all right so matthew 13 working our way through matthew and one of the things that me and john were just kind of talking about before we got on is matthew gets a lot done (sighs) In very few chapters, right? right? He has 28 chapters, but he gets a ton packed in. Right. And all the gospel writers do. And they're just trying to show, again, Jesus is king. He's come to set up his kingdom on earth. In Matthew 13, remember we talked about these five teaching blocks. Yeah. This is the third one, yeah. right? So he's going to say in Matthew 13, like, no, this is what the kingdom is like. And he's going to give a ton of parables um, with which we can't yeah, get through all of them. But, you know, he has the parable of soils, um, which is, like, super popular. And uh, actually, one of my favorites. So, he talks about the seed that's sown along the path, the rocky ground, um, among thorns, and among the good ground. And only the seed that is sown among the good ground is the one that bears fruit. Right. That hears the word, understands the word, Mm -hmm. and bears fruit. I think growing up, man, I was, you know, one of the um, seed sown among the thorns. And just, you know, like, I would hear the word initially have joy but the worries of this age the circumstances of life would Shoken take it away yeah, yeah yeah it wouldn't take root yeah, yeah it wouldn't take root so yeah
1: man in matthew 13 i think one of the things that holds all of these together is um yeah that as he talks about the kingdom of god he's basically using parables because he's basically mm-hmm. saying look the kingdom of god is nothing like you would expect yeah but it's better than you can hope for. Mm, mm. And the parables that he's going to use, it's basically like the reason why Jesus is starting to tell him this is like, um, you know, the message of the kingdom is kind of like a inside joke, right? Mm. Like, you know, like you can be around a group of folks and they have an inside joke. They laugh and you don't. Yeah. It's not because the joke ain't funny, Right, it's just because you're an outsider and you don't mm. really get the context or what's important. Mm. But then when somebody brings you along and helps you to understand, yeah. you can rejoice in it. Jesus is saying, look, every kingdom has insiders and outsiders. Mm. Y'all are on the outside. Let me explain to you this inside joke, right? Let me explain to you what the kingdom is like so that you can rejoice in it Mm -hmm. even though right now right he's going to go on and it's look it's like a mustard seed it's small but small doesn't mean that Mm -hmm. it's not substantial or significant and on and on and on he's going to explain what the kingdom of god is like
0: absolutely and one of the things like you said bro is this inside uh outside of themes is going to really come to bear in these next few chapters so basically the pharisees and the scribes are being spoken to in in parables and they're unable to understand it mm-hmm. right and jesus doesn't explain it to them he explains right. it to the disciples yeah and so one of the things i think we talked about in the old testament was how if um a parable was being spoken and mm-hmm. you're missed and you Direct. were unable to understand it that was a sign that judgment was upon you right and so similar to what what happened what was happening in the old testament is happening now jesus is explaining these things to the disciples and they're Able to understand it once Christ explains it, right? And it's the same thing with us. Like um, these mysteries that God has locked up for ages, He's revealing them uh, in His King, in His Son. And so uh, we see that in thirteen and fourteen. You know, John the Baptist is talked about again. Basically, my man gets killed uh, brutally, and one of the things we're going to see is throughout the Gospels, His life is parallel. Jesus' life parallels John the Baptist, yeah. the other way around. And uh, he's like Jesus' forerunner. And right. what happened to John? Is going to happen to Christ. He don't get his head cut off, right. but he dies right. right, for being faithful to God, for trying to bring the kingdom. And, you know, uh, he actually gets, Christ gets mistaken for John the Baptist. All these things happen. And then after that, we have, you know, the uh, feeding of the 5,000 and the walking on water, yeah. right? Two miracles that are in every gospel. Right. And they're always right next to each other. Yep. Right. And yep. so we just see that, like, again, Christ is this new Moses Right, to where he is not just bringing people through water, he's walking on top of water. Right. And then he's not just, he doesn't just have people in the wilderness that is fed by God. Now he does the feeding himself.
1: That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Right? yeah. And so
0: he's inaugurating this new Exodus yeah. where God's people are not just gonna come out of Egypt, literally, but they're forever and eternally, spiritually, right. gonna come out of their sin, out of the kingdom of Satan. Out of darkness
1: that's good bro this is so Im- important too when you talk about the gospels because like that truth that you just brought out right that he's the greater moses this is what the gospel authors are, are, are trying to do like most people don't understand that or they don't see that mm-hmm. and they treat jesus in the gospels like he's the star of a sitcom mm-hmm. right where it's like all right he runs up into a problem what's he going to do this week oh snap he fed the five thousand right Come in mm. uh come back next week and find out what Jesus does when his ride leaves him, right? Like it's it's not just these short stories yeah. of Jesus resolving conflicts the way that like Family Matters was back in the day, right? Yeah, Where it's yeah. like, yeah, the characters are the same, but week to week or Chapter to chapter, things don't relate. This is not a sitcom, it is a story. Matthew is trying to weave this thread, and Mm here in the thread, he's like, Yo, Jesus is this greater Moses. Absolutely. Matthew 14.
0: Yep. And again, we see this rising tension between the Pharisees. 15, they come to him on foolishness, talking about unwashed hands. Right. And it's like, Fam, you don't want to debate Jesus. This is what I'm saying. They're like, Yo, why don't your disciples wash their hands after they eat? And he's like, I got a better question. Why do you break the law? Trying to keep your traditions, right? So it's, it's 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 ironic because it's like yo, they would make these traditions to try and keep the law and make a mandatory on people so they could keep the law. And Jesus is like, y'all actually break the law.
1: Yeah. So y'all's religion, it's not solving old problems. Yeah. It's actually creating new ones and more. Yeah, yeah. It's
0: creating new problems and more problems. Yeah. And what Jesus is brilliantly going to do is set up this again. Matthew is going to tell the story in form and content. Mm-hmm. So he's going to say, yo. What defiles a person Is not on the outside But what's on the inside Right Out of the heart Come adulteries And evil thoughts And all these bad things um, Heart change Is what we really need Then you know what he does hmm. He goes and heals a Gentile Why Because Gentiles Were thought of as unclean Right And outwardly Yep But he shows them yep. That faith And the heart Is what really matters To God Yeah So Matthew is going to Set this thing up And show that the Pharisees Uh, Are missing it, but the Gentile gets it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just this like heart thing, right? And just by way of another illustration, it's like, bro, uh, I found out years ago that I was uh, allergic to grouper. That's this kind of fish. I break out in hives and all of this stuff. So basically, whenever I go to a restaurant where I know that they cook that, I tell them, hey, I'm allergic to grouper. Make sure that you don't put my food in any pan that it's been in because the residue stays there in the pan, and the pan is contaminated. So you don't even have to put grouper in, but the pan is going to contaminate anything that Mm. starts to touch it. Jesus is saying, no, no, this is what the heart is like. Put in all the good theology and law that you want to, Mm. but if that heart is not cleaned out, it's going to contaminate all the stuff that's in there. And so that's his point. Like Jesus is saying... Look, Jesus has come to cure and to solve Mm. the problems that religion can only identify and call out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's excellent, bro. And uh, in 16, man, you know, he's going to finish this thing off. And this is a very pivotal chapter for the entire book. Right. Where we get this confession by Peter. But basically he starts off, he's like, yo, watch out for the 11 of the Pharisees. The disciples have no clue. Again, right now. Side point, one of the things as disciples, as followers of Jesus, we're not gonna understand everything, everything. Right. But that doesn't mean we still can't follow him and obey him. Right. Right. So they don't understand what he's talking about. Right. Then he says, remember the remember the uh the five loaves in the in the five thousand I fed? Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, I guess I kind of get it now. <laughs> right. And so, Jesus is saying, yo, I'm not talking about real levit. I'm talking about their teaching. Right. Matthew is trying to show Jesus as a greater Moses. Yeah. As the king from the line of David. Yeah. He's a great teacher. Right. Jesus is the greatest teacher of all time. Right. And he's saying, watch out for their teaching. Right. Right. So, this great teacher is showing us there's teaching that contaminates. Right. This is why. Listen, theology is important. Right. Everybody's not called to be a scholar, a theologian. Right. In, in, in the professional sense. Right. Or a seminary student. Right. But everybody is called to have good theology, right. good teaching, yeah. because it corrupts and contaminates right. and will give you misconceptions about the kingdom of God right. and about who Jesus is. Right. So he tells his disciples, watch out for the, le- uh, the leaven of the Pharisees. Then he goes to Peter. He says, yo, who do people say that I am? Yeah. This is good theology finna come right here. Right. Peter's like, yo, yo you're the son of the most high God. Like, you, the, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Yeah. He says, upon this rock, I build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Upon that confession... Yeah. Is what Christ builds his church upon. Yeah. But then he says, yo, I'm going to die and resurrect too. And Peter's like, oh, I didn't cuff all that. Right. Right. But it just goes to show that like, yeah, Jesus is the Christ. He is the son of the living God. But the heart of his mission is to die and resurrect. Right. For sinners and for the renewal of the entire world. Yep. Right.
1: Yeah, And we're going to say this all the time throughout the gospels. Jesus is going to talk about his death a lot. Yeah. But he's never going to talk about his death without mentioning his resurrection.
0: And he mentions it here.
1: And he 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 does right here. Matthew 16, 20, yeah. 1 is the next kind of phase of this book, right? So one through four was the origin story, right? Jesus' uh pedigree. Then four through sixteen, we see the proclamation, right? We see these discourses, we see the gospel in word and deed. Mm. And now sixteen through the end is gonna be his passion he's gonna die and raise and he's constantly gonna talk about his death but he's never gonna talk about his death without mentioning the resurrection because he wants them to know that um death is not gonna have the final word and for the people of god if death doesn't have the final word then fear can't have the loudest voice amen when it comes to what we've been called to do amen
0: one thing i do want to point out yeah peter says yo uh, may it not be so, right? That you would right. get on the cross. And he says, get behind me, Satan. Mm. Why? Matthew 4. Remember, Satan wanted Jesus to get a kingdom without a cross. cross. Mm. Christ doesn't get a kingdom. Like God's plan for salvation does not come apart from suffering, right. but through it. But yeah. we always remember that suffering is not a destination. Uh, or it's not a cul-de-sac like you said, right. but it is a through street right. to which we get to glory
1: amen god i pray that you would help us to be reminded that you passed through death yes into life would you remind us lord that yeah you've conquered something that has gripped all of us lord even though we don't understand everything that you do or say fully yes. help us to follow you uh completely and finally in jesus name we pray amen